music, athletics, arts, and entertainment. The Desert Tiger Podcast with Colton Geschwader. I know I'm nothing special. I'm just a lost kid with nothing left to lose. Like all lost kids, sometimes adults need to break away from it all. Isn't that why so many of us are filled with this sense of wanderlust? A sense that maybe we can be so much more. A sense that we can achieve and be whatever we want to be as long as our hearts so desire it enough. Just like we were told was possible when we were younger. Because at heart, so many of us still are. And maybe, maybe that's why so many in our generation seem lost to those that come before us. Many grow up and become successful, but still don't lose that sense of youth that we hold so dear. And I don't think that we should. Music is just one of the many ways an individual can release themselves from the confines of their minds and be true and feel a sense of connection, whether it's by themselves or in a crowd as they're serenaded by their favorite artists. I know I'm nothing special. I'm just a lost kid with nothing left to lose. Words mean so much in our society, our world. And for the fans of Calling All Captains, these are more than just words. They're an anthem, a statement, a reason to join the band and sing along. Jump on stage, grab a microphone, and let the youth of the lost soul inside you escape for even just a moment. The band has shared these words along with dedicated fans across Canada and the UK. Although still young in their endeavors, the band continues to add the experience that only the open road can provide to them. But, like all good stories, some chapters need to close in order for new ones to begin. And a new chapter is about to be born for Calling All Captains, as one of their five members is spreading his wings to explore life outside of the band he helped create. Lead singer Mike Milan recently announced his departure, leaving a little bit of an opening in this five-piece family. The band is well on their way to finding a new lead singer, and you're going to hear about that. But before that could be done, the old chapter needed to be closed. One last show together, in Edmonton, opening up for Seaway and the almighty Silverstein. I knew many of the fans and the people that were crucial to the growth of Calling All Captains wouldn't be able to be there to enjoy this moment. But I could be there to capture a small piece of it and bring it to you, the fan, the listener. So like any good nomad, I put my microphone, a laptop, and a blanket inside of my truck, and I hit the open road. Welcome to episode 11 of the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host, here as always, Colton Geschwantner, and thank you for tuning in. Our guest today is Calling All Captains. Unfortunately, I was running a little bit behind, so we couldn't get as much content as we generally try to, but... We tried to get as much in that short period of time as we possibly could, and we were joined by four of the members of the band. To make up for this lack of information, we're going to play an extra song for you today. Midway through the show, we're going to play Trainwreck, which contains the lyrics that I started off the show with. But we're going to start things off with a song called Nerve. Calling All Captains' newest and arguably biggest single, and a song that really shows the growth of the band. 
shows them trying to refine their sound into something they feel is truly special, while still capturing that feeling of youth that drives Calling All Captains and connects them to their fans so dearly. Without further ado, this is Nerve. So here is Calling All Captains. Well, four of the five members of Calling All Captains, please introduce yourselves and what you play in the band. Hey, hey, I'm Luke. I uh, play drums in the band. I'm Mike, and I sing uh, until today. I'm Brad, and I play guitar and sing as well. And I'm Nick. I play bass. All right. So as you heard, this is Mike's last show. So... Farewell to Mike, and we're going to find out how did Calling All Captains meet? Wow. Kijiji. <laughs> Kijiji. Good 
Good well, old Kijiji. <laughs> me, me and Brad uh, actually like were in a band a long time ago together. And when I left that band, I kind of like dragged Brad with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we should start another thing because I like playing music with you. And then, uh, yeah, Nick's not wrong. We literally like we found, found him on Kijiji. We found him on Kijiji. He was like, just like, what a coincidence. We found him and uh, then he knew Luke. We had a couple drummers before that. And then, uh, yeah, we decided that Luke was the, the one that fit with us. Okay. <laughs> with Luke always comes Connor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, Connor's not here right now, but he was me. Where I go, Connor goes. It, it took him about a year of convincing. He was always helping me write stuff like behind the scenes, but yeah, we just secured him up, and he's good stuff. Well, I'm glad that he was able to join you guys. How did you guys end up settling on the name, calling all captains? Oh, <laughs> man, we fought for so long on names. We almost What's in a up. name, we right? What is in a name? The name is everything. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were a lot of different things before captains, and captains <laughs> came along uh, with a drunken night, New Year's Eve in Calgary. I was slogging from a bottle of Captain Moe's, read the label and thought calling all captains was funny, and I thought we could make the I Heart New York shirt into I Heart CAC. Told these guys I thought it was funny. That never happened though. We no, still haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. We still haven't. Done and that. that's where Cat multiple comes T-shirts from. designs yeah. since then. It was but all about the T-shirt design potential. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it marketable? All right, we can market it in a different way, but let's do it every other single way possible. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> so, what is your guys' writing process like? Writing process. Yeah, like um, where does it start? Like who oh, gets things rolling? Tell you what, man. There's like there's like three different processes. There's like five different processes. If well, you wanna, like, hey, like break it down. There's like there's a couple times where like someone will get like a spark of like, hey, man, I, they write like a whole song. They'll do like the lyrics, the, the melodies, the everything like that. Bring it to the band and be like, hey, this is sick. And then from that, like the whole song, then we'll pick apart stuff that we like that we don't like, form it into something that we can all agree on. And uh, if it's sick to begin with, then it's sick to begin with. But, and then um, there's lots of times where someone will have like a riff, and then you just start jamming, start jamming, just playing stuff in the jam room, and then you finally get something going. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else have any input on that, or is that pretty much that covers it? That pretty oh, much yeah, covers pretty it. Much yeah. it. <laughs> All right. So let's go through your releases, um, starting with "Away with Words." Like, what inspired that? Like, that was your guys' first release. Where were you at at life? What was the motivation behind that EP? <laughs> um, I was in school and just wanted to play music again. So. <laughs> um, actually, at the, at the time, I remember Mike was in Australia, and I was here in Edmonton, and he was living there for, like, six months. And, uh, and we were talking as he was traveling, and then he would, like, every now and then, he'd send me a song and be like, check out this song I wrote, or whatever. And just like him and acoustic guitar. And, and I went uh, back and watched those and they're so bad. They're like, <laughs> yeah. It's so awkward. It's yeah. just me but they, sitting in a but field. But they started it. That's what started it. And then we, I was like, oh man, that's, that sounds really good. Like we can make that into like a good full band song. Like let's start a band when you get back. So like that was like like how like half of the songs in the EP started. Yeah. Hmm. Away With Words was probably the last one actually. And that was just literally like... That, that song, to be honest, was written in like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. We, it hasn't changed since the first time it was written. Yeah, that's one of the few songs that had like nothing added to it. Nothing taken it was away. Like, yeah. yeah. That's good, because it's one of the ones that the fans really seem to like, too. Yeah. Which is awesome. 
Uh, let's talk about disconnect. Like, what was the difference between that? Like the transition in recording. Like, how did how did the band grow? How did your guys' experience as musicians affect the, that? I think the biggest thing with disconnect was that Connor had joined the band. Luke had joined the band. And then Luke had joined the band. Yeah, because well, I was yeah. completely gone for the first EP. That was not the drums that I wrote. And like, even some even now I play lots of the old EP songs like a little differently, but that's all well and good. Um, I think we like listened to a lot of different bands um, yeah. at that point as well. When we were first writing our first EP, it was all out of like influence from bands like like All Time Warrior and Mayday Parade and things like that. And yeah, Four Year definitely. With like a yeah, there. with like a hint of Four Year, with like we were trying to do a little bit of easy core with like the like pop punk, you know. And then I think later on in that, yeah, that's when we started dipping our feet into more of like the kind of modern like story so far knuckle puck kind of well yeah but even punk, though like but then there's still like a little bit of traces of that easy yeah i was stuff about to say yeah, your, your roots always kind of stick with you right yeah. listen to a lot of chunk with captain chunk really yeah right and disconnect yeah <laughs> they're a really good band so i can't blame that at all it really like shows that you guys is uh you matured a lot like as you grew through that and it especially shows on your newest single nerve which has actually gotten quite a few plays on Spotify. 300,000 as of today. 300,000 as of today, woo woo. So take me through Nerve. Why did you guys decide to release it as just a single and what does it mean to you as musicians? I think we just knew we had to get it out. Like it, it came together. I think I think Connor wrote the riff for it originally. Connor oh, wrote yeah. the entire, like the, the, all the music to the, the main song, riff, like yeah. the whole way through basically. Yeah. And we'd been listening to that for like, a long time him just like him and Luke would, would like play that on our previous tours and stuff together on the guitars there was like no vocals or anything to it it was just literally like a song on guitars on like acoustic guitars and it sounded really cool and uh and, and we were all like man this song has to become one of our songs and then uh one day I just like woke up and I was I was feeling in a mood. I was in one of those like writing moods, and I was like, "Guys, you got to send me that track. Like, send me a recording like by the end of the day, and Need it now. something." And like, they they sent that to me, and I sent what I had back to them, and they were like, they, like everyone was just stoked, and we just like I built remember, and built on I that. I remember hearing it for the first time in practice when like he kicked in, like you have, and I was like, oh yeah but it just felt right like you know. yeah exactly and yeah yeah that's what so like after that like after we'd like sent it back and forth a couple times we were using like garage band and, and things like that so it, it didn't Still sound use garage it band. did not sound good <laughs> yeah when we were sending it back and forth to each other but then when we played it i think all of us were like yeah this is the next this yeah. is where like it's going you know yeah. okay so speaking about that garage band feel the video for nerve kind of has you guys playing in a garage sort of way who did you guys work with for the video and how was building it we Is actually worked the with the uh, Wyatt who's here tonight he's filming Silverstein oh really Wyatt yeah, Clow he uh he did <coughs> no it's in a living room it's a living but room. yeah it's a living room. uh no Wyatt uh -huh. Clow so he worked with Silverstein on a couple videos Seaway on a couple videos Rarity on a couple videos absolutely killed what he did with that he's a Canadian boy so we figured we'd hit him up he oh, flew okay. from Japan to Toronto to Edmonton for two days then back to Toronto and back to Japan to do that video uh, and he absolutely crushed it. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked yeah. he's here tonight. Really that's going to be a fun time. Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully he can catch a little bit of your guys' set too, maybe as well. The Desert Tiger Podcast.
like to be Surrounded by everyone you know And feel as lonely as you've ever been But this isn't the first time that I've fallen apart It's easy to feel alone with this messy hair and a hungry heart Do you guys have a favorite song from your catalog? Do you have a song that sticks with you personally or means the most to you or? I'd say Nervous probably like for all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nervous my favorite personally. Yeah. I, I'd say Jamie just for me. Jamie's real personal for you. Yeah, I wrote the, I wrote Jamie for like, I pretty okay. much wrote, I wrote lots of the music for that and the, the melodies and lyrics. I put all my like, it's like a past, uh, that's bullshit, you know what I'm Sorry for cursing. Fellas. No worries. Yeah, we can swear no, in this, right? We can, yeah, you can, all right, you fuck can yeah. fucking swear all you want. <laughs> I have no network, no fucking anybody telling me bullshit anything. All right, <laughs> fuck the pressure. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, you guys recently toured Europe, is that correct? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did that with Chief State. How yeah. was that for you guys? Oh, man. How was amazing. I was drunk the entire time. You <laughs> <laughs> drunk all the time anyway. I don't think there was a day, there was one day that I didn't drink. I think yeah. all of us were drunk. Oh, so God. Yeah. Oh, not Connor and I. Oh, yeah. Cheap booze, cheap booze, good dudes. Yep. Fast cars, fast women. <laughs> nah, actually, it was just a lot of cheap booze and good times. <laughs> it was none of that. It was just <laughs> alcohol and, and dudes. <laughs> I hallucinated alcohol and dudes the whole time. Uh, Nick was drinking absinthe and. Uh, no, seeing I was, women everywhere. I was drinking my Diablo, man. It's the only time I'll have tequila. <laughs> Get, getting off your drugs at the co-op, you know no, how it is. 15 minutes in and you found somebody. Well, we, oh, you betcha. <laughs> Alright, so as we mentioned earlier, this is Mike's last show with the band. Yes. Yes. Do you guys have a favorite Mike experience or story or... I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, you, taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking the cake. 
my favorite, favorite Mike story is where he wanted a can of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it so bad. In Lethbridge. And we were in Lethbridge, uh-huh. and we were in the middle of the Cross Canada tour, right? We were just coming off the western leg of it, going, dipping up into the... Uh, and he was like, I really want a tuna sandwich. And so he doesn't have a can opener for this can. So he takes the can, he smacks it on the ground and starts grinding. He oh, starts yeah. grinding as fast as he can. It's as fast as he can. He's like, starts like grinding, grinding. trying you to see, break into You see sparks. Can. He's like hitting it, yeah. hitting it over and over again, just trying to get this tuna. And then it doesn't work after like 10 minutes, but after the 10 minutes, he started to track cats. The cats started oh, The cats came out of the alley. Out of the alley, strays coming around. You had to fight Mike's a Mike's league of cats. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's the best story I've ever told. So I'm gonna end it there. And yeah. And yeah. Damn. Um, I just I just remember one time like I don't was I don't remember if this was the Cross Canada tour or just like one of the small Western ones. But we're in the bus, and Mike's just like, uh, so guys. <laughs> I forgot to pack underwear. Can I like borrow boxers? I'm like, what? We were gone for six weeks. Yeah, like, like, man, we've been gone for like a day. Like, we don't have enough underwear for you and I still have, I still have Luke's underwear. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all had to chip in. You're lucky I packed lots. Oh, oh yeah. my God. God. Oh, that's, oh, that's good stuff. That's hilarious. What do you got? Red Deer. Go Red Deer? You know. Oh, this is before you even around. I know. Red Deer talking about Red Deer, but that's Red Deer. The first time we ever played there, we got a hotel that we split into two rooms because there were six of us for some reason. And you and your girlfriend Brad shared a bed, and me and Mike shared a bed. Oh my god! And that's all I'm gonna leave Red Deer at. <laughs> That's all it needs. Either, either to that be or a writing bad. train wreck on an air mattress. The awkward silence. There. Oh yeah. It does, it does when I lived at your tells everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, what section of Kijiji did you find each other under? <laughs> uh, 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 mail for mail. <laughs> <laughs> mail for mail. Just like we found Fraser on Craigslist. Uh, one wanted for CAC. Alright, so Mike, do you have any personal favorite stories from your travels and your experiences with calling all captains? <laughs> uh, honestly, it's like really hard to pin out just one. There are so many... Like, Pretty much the entire time we were touring, it was a lot of fun, yeah. I would say. I don't know, I can't really think of like a, a specific okay, yeah, one off the top of my head. It's understandable. You remember, you remember messing up your ankle and... Uh, I was going to say, in, yeah. uh, giving, oh, your, oh, yeah, giving yourself like, a concussion at Filthies. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I did. Knees himself I, like, in the head. jumped up, I did like a posi jump and smacked myself in the head and gave myself a concussion. <laughs> yeah. Being the only person on the tour who could speak French to the Montreal promoter. Oh, oh that was good, oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, I remember like walking in the back of the pack of like the couple bands that we were with, and then everyone would just like run out, like, they'd be like, Mike, we need you! I'm like, what? And they're like, the yeah, reason... somebody's speaking French to me, and I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> the only reason we got paid was because you spoke French. Yeah, yeah oh, actually. Good stuff, good stuff. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, those, so... were, those were Drunk 182! Drunk 182! Yes, 182! And the promoter, uh, David, yep. who was like oh, God. going ham for them. That was a good time. Oh, it was the last day God. of that tour with nothing gold. Drunk 182 yeah. and <laughs> Quebec. Sounds like an amazing time. So, obviously, you leaving the band is to save your well being and health, right? I mean, obviously, you can't risk any more concussions. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. 
Alright, so you guys actually recently closed the audition period for finding the replacement for Mike. Womp womp. So how is that going for you guys? Have you guys got a lot of talented prospects? Where are you at in the process? Yeah, If we, you don't mind telling. Yeah, um, we had a lot of really good auditions and lots of like friends that auditioned. Like we were... Really I just want Fraser from Keep State to sing for us. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> With the British accent. Uh, I'm going to have them on the pod um, heading to Vancouver next weekend. Nice. So I'm going to be talking to them there. Kiss Nick Pang for me. Okay. <coughs> Wait, what days are you there? I'm there on the 18th and the 19th. I'm going to be there on the 18th. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Awesome. I guess what you could say about the singer search is that, like, We've had lots of really, really good potential. Lots of like great like auditions. Like really, um, yeah. Now we're kind of in the phase where we're qualifying the people and seeing who's ready to commit to it and who can be financially stable and you know be a full time. Who actually member. has the ambition and the yeah, drive to so commit to the dream? It's one thing to, uh, to be able to yeah. pull your weights and singing, but also. Um, on all the other roles behind the scenes is a big part of it too. So well, you have to be willing to actually yeah. commit to <laughs> doing social media, to talking to fans, to contributing touring, to band touring, business, touring, touring, touring is the biggest thing because we've yeah. had an audition where it was really good potential, but this uh, says they got a career, so like you, you uh, can't really quite take time off. For I mean, this this lifestyle is a sacrifice it in its own. Is. I mean, we've all lost relationships and friends and. A bunch of shit and we passed up on a lot of opportunities you know to advance our own personal lives but this is what we want to do and so this is what we're going to do and you know if you're not going to pull the 20 percent that you're supposed to then you know good luck in life hey no i completely understand that i'm doing a hundred percent of my own work where i have a hell of a time finding a job because what job wants me to go to edmonton for a thursday and a friday yeah <laughs> so uh we're still interviewing people we haven't made a, a pick yet or uh, we've got a lot of options that we're weighing right now, but yeah. it's still pretty up in the air. So. Okay. All right, so is there going to be any shift in the sound, you think, or are you going to continue down the road that you're currently on? Um, there could be. Like, some of the options that we weighed is, like, uh, Luke and I singing, which would be a yeah. different sound. Definitely. Right? So having more of Luke's raspy vocals in the mix... <coughs> would be a, a, a big shift in the sound. Yeah, so, definitely. As, as far as writing styles, you know, same people writing the same stuff, you know, like, and uh, Mike still pops by every now and again to tell us what's good and what's not, since, like, he's uh, he's out of the band, but, hey, he's, he's the best years we got for it, you know? Well, he's still part of the family, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're, you're gone, but you're never fully out oh, of yeah. it. You can never there. there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked about a lot your a lot about your travels on the road. What do you guys tour in? What is your go-to vehicle for oh, hitting we, the road? We, the bus, the bus, the bus, the, the handicap, handicap bus. bus. Yeah, yeah. We, we we actually lucked out. We uh, there's an auction for uh, for old uh, Edmonton transit buses, and one of the buddies he bought two of them, and he didn't realize he didn't need two city buses, so put them on Kijiji. And we just like grabbed an old Edmonton Transit handicap bus. They got like a handy lift where we put all our gear on there, loaded yeah. it all up. Bought a bunch stuff. of lumber, built some bunk beds into it. Yeah, built it's good, it's good stuff in there. And we've toured all across DIY. Canada. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. With thousands of kilometers on that thing. It's, yeah. it's home. 
Alright, it looks like we are almost running out of time, so we'll go as long as we possibly can. Who were your idols growing up? Who were the bands that you listened to in high school that you just couldn't live without? Who helped you through the hard times? Blink-182. Blink-182. Newfound Glory. The U's, Taking Back Sunday, brand new for me. Ah, The U's is amazing. They, yeah. they really helped me too. I'd have to say, I, growing up I was really, really into metal. So I was into like Treyu, nice. Sevenfold. Then I was like also into like that emo metalcore, so like that Escape the Fate and all those types of bands. Like it was pretty, pretty wild. But I'd say my favorite band growing up, growing up from like elementary school, Green Day. And then junior high, all time low. Then in high school, Goodness, high school was a blur. Day to remember? Yeah, day to remember, man. Day to, day to remember. That's that's for sure. That was a day you oh forgot. Yeah, that was a day I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about ADTR. You know. oh, how could you ever forget about ADTR? It's a little bit easier. All right. We are out of time, so we are gonna go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having thanks us. For having All us, right. dude. Shortest interview we ever had, but <laughs> hey, I was running late, so... There'll be more in the future. Alright, as you can tell, the band was just about to count in, so we were literally running out of time. But we brought you as much, we crammed as much as we possibly could into that little period of time for you. So I would like to thank Nick, Mike, Brad, and Luke of Calling All Captains for joining me. And I would also like to give a big shout out to Connor of Calling All Captains, who unfortunately wasn't at the show and couldn't join us either. You can find the Captains on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by looking up Calling All Captains. You can also find them on Bandcamp, and I suggest that you do. You can also find us, the Desert Tiger Podcast. That's me, Colton Geschwantner. When you reach out to us, you're literally reaching out to me. You are interacting with me. Like Scott, when he messaged me about his band, Son of the Dog, he contacted me, and I loved what they put forward, so you're going to hear them in a future episode. We also have mad love for Dale, who gave us a shout-out on Instagram and told us how much he loves the show and what we're doing. Thank you guys so much for reaching out to us, and if you want to, you can find us on Facebook at Desert Tiger Entertainment, on Instagram at Desert Tiger Podcast, and on Twitter at Desert tiger pod you can also email us like scott did by reaching out to desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com it's nice and easy so go ahead and do it we love hearing from you and we want to give a big thank you to you yourselves the listener of the desert tiger podcast because without you we possibly we wouldn't be able to do this. It's inconceivable. Without the listener, there would be no reason to do this. So thank you so much. Whether you're in California, Indiana, New York, Detroit, Texas, Ontario, Saskatchewan, BC, Alberta, wherever you are. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Castify, CastBox, whatever it is. We hope you love the show and we hope you hit that subscribe button. I hope you leave us a review and I hope you reach out to us. Because we love hearing from you, like I said. Next week on the show, we have funny guy, comedian Nick Vatterot. And we are super stoked to bring that one to you, because he is hilarious. And I am very, very excited about it. But before we go, 
Like always, we have to leave you with a quote, and this one comes to us from Winston Churchill. The pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Thank you for joining the DTP today. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks for listening.